Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. Thank you, Jesus. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. What? (laughs) Don't look at me. Jesus. Receive. Your job is to receive. Don't look at me. Filled. She was afraid to laugh. Why would you be afraid to laugh? That's, that, that amazes me. You'd rather be depressed. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Just hang there for a second. The kingdom of God is not, the origins of the kingdom of God is not found. It's not found in natural strength. The kingdom of God is not based on your outward works of religion. The kingdom of God is not based, it's not, the change that you and I need is not based in what we can do or can't do. The kingdom of God is not based in how we change ourselves, fix ourselves, or never, it never originated that way. Jesus said it's not by works that you're saved. It's by faith. It's by the grace of God. It's the effect of the Holy Spirit. Righteousness. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who does the work in us. The Holy Spirit is the one who changes us and transforms us. The Holy Spirit does the work in us. If it's about your works, your efforts, and what you do to build the kingdom, then men will praise you. But if you allow the Holy Spirit to change you and work righteousness, peace, and joy in your life, men will glorify God. They will see the work of God in your life. They will see the presence of God in your life and glorify God. In Luke chapter 24 and verse 49, Jesus said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but wait, tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Don't leave. We're in the season of the don't leave. (laughs) Literally, we're in the season. We just came past Easter, and we're in the season of Jesus saying to his disciples, Don't leave. Wait. 
Wait. Wait on me. Just wait. Terry, the word yield. You've heard a lot this morning. It's the same. Yield. Stop trying to do it in your own strength. What I've called you to do, Jesus was saying, what I've called you to do is going to take more than what you've already received. You've come to a certain point. You've, been, you've experienced the salvation. You've experienced my teaching and discipleship. But you need more. Everybody say more. If he, if he was ready to send them out, he could have just looked at him and said, go. He said, wait. Terry. Terry, wait for the promise of the Father. Wait for the promise of the Father. Terry in Jerusalem until you've received the promise of the Father. That's what's happening today. Is God's pouring out His Spirit on all flesh. Those who will receive. Those that will receive. He's pouring out His Spirit. In John chapter 14, verse 16, Jesus said, I will pray the Father and He will give you another helper. I will give you someone else just like me. This kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, Romans 14 that we just read, righteousness, peace, and joy, and the Holy Ghost. Everything, every, every doctrine, every belief that we have can, can be found in these three. Righteousness, peace, and joy, and the Holy Ghost. This sums up the foundations of all things in our belief and what we believe. And Jesus said, don't rely on your own strength trust, wait for the Holy Spirit. I'm sending, let's put that verse back up. John 14, I am sending another helper. You can just leave that up. I'm sending one just like me who's going to come and help you. Help you in your discouragement. Help you in your fear. I'm going to help you. I'm going to empower you. Our mission verse, Acts 1.8, and you shall be clothed. You will be endued with power from on high to be witnesses. It's great to get a touch of God like this. It's awesome when, when God touches you and the joy of the Lord begins to bubble up out of you and the strength of the Lord, the joy of the Lord begins to bubble up inside of you. It's awesome. But Jesus said, I'm sending another helper to help you to be witnesses. That's the connection with Acts 1.8. What you receive and what I do in your life and the work that I'm doing in your life is to empower you to live out righteousness, peace, and joy out there. It's easy to have righteousness, peace, and joy in here. And believe me, I don't, I don't want to get in any hurry. <laughs> you know, I don't want to get in any hurry. Neither does he. he doesn't, you know, we don't want to get in any hurry. You know, why would, why would we be in a hurry to get back out there? But when we leave, we take something with us. When we leave, we take something with us. We take power with us. We, we get, you know, in everybody's car, you have a fuel gauge, right? Right, Andrew? Everybody's got a fuel gauge. What happens when that fuel, and I'm, this is going to be a real scientific question, but what happens when that fuel gauge is on E? The car won't run. Go figure. <laughs> now this is really, I know this is really challenging for everybody. But if your spiritual life is on E, guess what's going to happen? It was not going to run. <laughs> it's not going to work too well. So we've got to, Paul said, keep being filled, Ephesians 5. Keep being, keep drinking, keep receiving, keep being changed. Righteousness, peace, and joy. And the Holy Ghost. John chapter 16, Jesus said, However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, 
He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you. Don't leave. He will tell you things to come. He will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said, he will take of mine and he'll declare it to you. It's the spirit of truth. It's what the Holy Spirit's job is. In John 7, verse 37, on the last day, in the great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and he cried out, If anyone's thirsty, is anybody thirsty this morning? If anyone's thirsty, we can come drink. We can come drink of him. You know, revival's messy. Let me just pause there for a second. Jesus, revival is messy. If you think church is going to be cute and fit a little package, you know, nice little package when revival happens, that's, we don't see that anywhere in the New Testament. Jesus shows up on the scene, and the first thing he does, he goes right in the middle of the temple and messes everybody's theology up and says, uh, the man that you just read about, I'm he. He messed it. They were ready to kill him from that day on doesn't stop there. In the last day, the great day of the feast, if anyone's thirsty, here he goes again, disrupting the church service. He has a habit of disrupting church services. The presence of the Lord. When he comes in, he changes things. Rivers of living, rivers of living water will flow out of your belly. Rivers will flow out of your belly. There's a dry world. There's a wilderness. Grace was singing about it earlier. There's a wilderness out there. There's a dry world, a place of famine that needs to be touched by the river of God that's flowing out of you. It's flowing out of you. It's got to flow out of you. It's got to flow. Just put your hand on your belly and say, it's got to flow out of me. Yeah, it does. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. This kingdom is not a natural kingdom. It's not a kingdom based on our works or our efforts. It's a Holy Ghost kingdom. It's the kingdom. What is the ministry of Jesus? What is, what is Jesus doing right now? Paul answered, I'm sorry, Peter answered that in Acts chapter 2. This which you now see and hear is being poured out by who? By Jesus. Jesus' heavenly ministry is pouring out the Holy Spirit, interceding and pouring out the Holy Spirit on you and I. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. In Hosea chapter 10, we have to have the righteousness of God. The Holy Spirit produces the righteousness of God in us. In Hosea chapter 10, verse 12, it says, Sow for yourselves righteousness. It's talking about a lifestyle of saturation. Sow for yourself righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and he rains righteousness on you. This is the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He comes and he rains righteousness down upon us. He comes and he produces righteousness in us. Now, this verse here says to break up your fallow ground. The Hebrew there is that you would get rid of 
Break up, get rid of your vices, get rid of your preconceived ideas, get rid of all of the things that will keep you uh, bound up. That's what, that's what fallow ground is. It's, it's hard clay, it's ground that can't produce fruit. And, and Hosea is prophesying, get rid of, break up the fallow ground, get rid of the vices and the preconceived ideas, everything that would keep you out of the Holy Spirit's ministry of righteousness in your life. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And he will rain down righteousness. That word, the, the mercies, the, the mercies of God will reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground, you'll reap in mercy. Is the word loving kindness in the Hebrew. It's the same word that's used in Lamentations 3. It's through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed. Because of his compassions, we failed. his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. He's raining out righteousness on you. The, the word there in the Hebrew of raining out righteousness is that it's a copious rain. It's an abundant rain. It's an overflowing floodgate of water, of the river of life that's pouring out on you. In Joel chapter 2, Joel prophesied about this rain. He said, be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain. The former rain rain and the latter rain. Yeah, he's raining down righteousness on you and I this morning. If you have an issue in your life, allow the Holy Spirit to rain down righteousness in you. If you've got a bad attitude, allow the Holy Spirit to rain down righteousness. When I have a bad attitude about something, guess what I do? Flip on my worship and begin to pray in the Spirit. Lord, change my attitude. Help me. Help me, Lord, to be clothed, clothed with righteousness and not bad attitude. Help me to be clothed with, with righteousness and not, not sinful uh, wayward activity. Lord, help me be clothed with you. That's, that's really what we need to do. It's really what we need to do. You know, you can strive in, in your own strength to be righteous, but you're filthy. The Bible says you're nasty. Your righteousness is of filthy rags. Your, your righteousness and all your good works could never cause you to walk in righteous living. You have to have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in your life to live a righteous life. He promises to give us peace. The kingdom of God is righteousness. Everybody say peace in the Holy Ghost. Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 through 7 says, Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be worried about nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Don't be worried. Don't be worried about Jesus said what you'll eat tomorrow or how you'll clothe yourself or your or this or that. Don't don't be worried. Don't be anxious about those things. But in everything by prayer and supplication. Everything Everything by prayer and supplication. The, the Greek here is that it's an attitude of worship. Lord, I worship you and I thank you that no matter what I face, Lord, I thank you that my house has to be vacated by May 8th and I don't have a place until May 19th. Lord, I worship you that you're going to work it all out in my, in my good. Lord, I thank you that you're working all things for, for my good and your glory. Lord, I worship you. That's what he's talking about. 
That's what Paul's writing about. That's the Greek there, is that you'll be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Worship and thanksgiving are the friends. They are the friends of worship. They are the friends of thanksgiving. Together we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus, and we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord. They are the friends of peace. You're the friend of peace. Worship and thanksgiving is the, is the companion of peace. Lord, I thank you that I, I could worship you in spite of my situation. Lord, that you're worthy, God. Lord, I thank you that you've got it all covered. Lord, I thank you for your peace, even now, that comes on the scene in spite of what I'm facing. Anybody hear what I'm saying this morning? In Luke chapter 8, we find the story of Jairus and, and his daughter. 12-year-old daughter who's dying. 12-year-old girl's you know, dying. And the, and the people come to Jesus and they say, you know, Jairus and Jesus, hey, don't worry the master anymore about this. Your daughter's dead. She's dead. Don't worry about it. And Jesus looks at him and says, only believe. Don't be afraid. Only believe. Stop living in fear today. Stop living in anxiety and worry about what's going to happen next in your life. Just begin to believe. Just begin. Only believe. Let the peace of God guard your heart and mind. And so they go off to the house. They're on their way to the house. And they find all the mourners, all the professional mourners standing around, crying and weeping and mourning and, and carrying on. And Jesus looks at them and says, She's not dead. She's only sleeping. Again, Jesus messing up the religious mind. What are you talking about, Jesus? She's dead. She's, she's dead, dead. We've checked her pulse. She's gone. You're just, you're just stirring up emotion, Jesus. You're just stirring up. You're just trying to conjure up hype, Jesus. You're just trying to hype the people up to follow you, Jesus. That's what, they, that's what they were getting furious, the Bible says, with Jesus. They got furious with him. And what, what was Jesus' response? It ought to be our same response. He put them out of the house. He put them out. It kind of looked like this. Get out of the house. <laughs> he physically removed them from, from the house. <laughs> It's time you start physically removing some things out of your house to make room for Jesus. It's time to make room for the Holy Ghost. It's time to get rid of the religious mindset. You know, that Brandon was talking about. It's so funny. Because I told Brandon before, before we got there, I said, look, you know, Rodney has a special anointing on his life to offend every religious bone in your body. You might think you're not religious, but he has an anointing on his life that he will offend. If it's there, he'll find it. He'll offend it. I promise. And uh, this is just his ministry. He's great at that. He, he's the, if you've heard me tell the story, I don't know, but um, Rodney used to, he would walk through the meetings before he'd start preaching. He'd walk through the meetings and if there was someone in a meeting that, that he discerned was there to cause a problem or was there to criticize him, he would go to them. And th this was when he was about 400 pounds. 
he would go to them physically and pick them up and physically remove them from the meeting. So when, when I start talking about physically removing people, things from the meeting, you know, Jesus was getting aggressive, so did Rodney. He would go and literally physically pick them up and throw them out the front doors of the meeting if they were there to cause a problem. And, uh, of course, when you have hundreds of thousands of people coming, you better, you better be operating in the Holy Ghost when you start doing stuff like that. Well, one night he walks back to a man. And he goes and he, he pulls the person out and physically, you know, removes them. And uh, little did he know, it was Hank Hanegraaff. If anybody knows who Hank Hanegraaff, the Bible answer man who's anti-Pentecost, everything Pentecost. He had come to secretly film and, you know, create a, you know, attack on Rodney. And, you know, Rodney goes and physically removes him. From, I wonder how that worked for his, <laughs> for his expose on Rodney. <laughs> Sometimes we need to get aggressive with the things in our lives that keep us out of the presence of the Lord. It could be a time issue. You know, you could be caught up in, in priorities that are keeping you out of the presence of the Lord. Work, it can be, it can be a whole number of things. You know, I'm, I don't have time to go through a list. It could be a whole number of things that keep you out of the presence of God. And I want to tell you, those kinds of things will, will hinder your spiritual growth. They will hinder what God has for your life. And it hindered this girl from being raised from the dead. Jesus had to stop and take time with the naysayers before he went and ministered to her. Can you imagine if there was an atmosphere of faith when he got there? Instead of everyone, she's dead. I just can't believe it. Oh, my goodness. What are we going to do? Instead of, instead of an atmosphere of, of worry and anxiety and fear, if they had just maybe just said, Lord, I believe. You are the resurrection and the life. He that dies, he's going to live again, just, just like Lazarus. Lord, I believe. Lord, and sometimes you just have to lay hands on yourself and say, Self, I believe. I believe. I'm not going to live on in anxiety and fear. I'm not going to be distracted by the situation of life. I'm going to have the mind of Christ about this. I'm going to make room for the Holy Spirit in my life. I'm going to yield. I'm not going to, I'm not going to continue to live on in bitterness I'm not, hello, I'm not going to continue to live on in bitterness about this situation. I'm going to make room for God in my life. He put him out. He goes up to the little girl, Talitha Kumai. Little girl, I say to you, arise. Only believe righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8, Whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy that's inexpressible and full of glory. It's joy that's unutterable. It's inexpressible. Wow, where does this joy come from? It comes from even though you don't see him, you still love him. Lord, I love you. Lord, I, don't, I, I can't see you in my natural eyes, but I've beheld you on the pages of your word. I, I've seen your glory in this book. I've tasted of your presence for myself. Lord, I love you. I love you, Jesus. <laughs> I love you, Jesus. And then all of a sudden, you become like a little child. Instead of being bound up in, in religion, just mindsets. You know, Lester was sharing the other day, you know, one of the things, he had a powerful breakthrough, just sitting and saying, Jesus, I love you. 
<laughs> it's amazing what happens when you fall in love with the Lord again and you return like a child to your first love. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. And this is what Peter is talking about. And with joy that's inexpressible and full of glory, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. When you fall in love with Jesus again, there's a joy, a supernatural joy that flows out of your life. Why? Romans 5 says that the Holy Spirit, the same spirit of joy is the spirit of love. The, the Holy Spirit sheds abroad the love of God in our hearts. Don't get bound up today in the religious dead old works but allow the love of God to be shed abroad in your heart. Job 8, 21. Job, in the middle of all of his mess. Job, in the middle of all of his mess. Losing everything. World falling apart. He will what? He will yet fill your mouth with laughing and your lips with rejoicing. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. He will fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with rejoicing. You know, people think you're crazy when you start laughing in church. They'd, they'd rather you be depressed and sad. It's true. They, you know, it's easier to manage that, <laughs> right? It's easier to manage when people are sad. We can put that in our box. It's, it amazes me how quick we are to put things in a box. We want to we know, well, well, what kind of church are you? What kind of church is this? Are you, you know, are, I don't even know how to answer that. What kind of church is this? Are you, are you Assembly of God? Are you Baptist? Are you, you know, we have our boxes. Well, what kind of pastor are you? You'd be surprised, you know, at the questions. And we, we ask, we go through all these questions. Can we just be, can I just be a New Testament preacher and a New Testament? Can I just be in love with Jesus and whatever his word says, that's what I want. That's what I want. I want the fullness. I want the fullness of the New Testament church. I want the fullness of what's promised. And if God says that I can be happy, then I want to be happy. <laughs> If he says, I'm going to draw with joy from the wells of salvation, yes. then I don't want to be depressed about it. <laughs> That's why David said, restore unto me the joy yes. of my salvation. It's a happy salvation. Yes. Isaiah 35 verse 10 says, and the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing and everlasting joy shall be on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. No more discouragement. No more sorrow. No more fear. <laughs> joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy, and the Holy Ghost. 
Righteousness, peace, and joy. Hallelujah. 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 How is it with you today, friend? How is it with your soul? How is it with you and Jesus today? Are you experiencing the righteousness, the peace, and the joy of the Holy Spirit? Are you still stuck in trying to earn your way and earn your salvation and earn the love of God? Are you still trying, striving to earn your place in heaven? Or is it the Holy Spirit who is working in your life? Is he working the righteousness of God in your life? Is he bringing the peace of God in your life? Is there the joy of your salvation present in your life? Is the Holy Spirit at work in your life? Are you still striving in your own strength? Still striving in your own strength? Maybe you're trying to get to God today. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, you might be here today and you don't know Christ personally. You're still, you're still trying to clean yourself up in order to come to God. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. I promise you don't have to do that. You're never going to be able to clean yourself up enough to come before a holy God. It's the righteousness of God in your life. It's the righteousness of God in your life. Why don't you stand with me this morning if you can? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just say thank you, Jesus. 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 Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. How is it with your soul today? How is it with you and Jesus today? Do you have a relationship with him or are you merely striving to do it in your own strength? How is it with you today? How is it with you today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Maybe you have a relationship with God today, but it's become all about earning your way. It's no longer righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in your effort, striving, earning your way. You just need to yield today. (laughs) You just need to yield. Just stop. Say, Lord, I can't do it in my own strength. I need you today. I need you to come and touch me today. I need you to come and change my life today. I yield to you today. 
I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hand where you're at. I'm just gonna ask you to do what we all probably need to do on some level is come to the altar and say, Lord, I yield today. Lord, I yield to you. I need more of you in my life. If you're away from God today, it's a perfect opportunity to come and say, Lord, I need to get things settled with you today. I yield to you, Jesus. Come change me. Come change me today. If you're away from the Lord today, before we move any further, I want to ask you, if you're away from God today, we know that the righteousness of God is displayed in this. It's in Christ Jesus who died, gave himself for us, and rose again. There is no other name, the Bible says, under heaven by which we must be saved. There's only one way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The only righteousness that will account for anything on the day of judgment is the righteousness of Christ. Has the righteousness of Christ been imputed into your life? Has Jesus stamped forgiven on your life? Has he declared you justified, forgiven, free from sin? Do you know Christ for yourself? Do you have a relationship with him personally? If you're here this morning, you would say, you know what, I'm away from God. I don't have a relationship with the Lord. I need him to forgive me. I need him to wash me, cleanse me from my sin. Forgive me. Maybe you've once known him, but you're, you're fallen away from the Lord in some way today. Is your Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so awesome.